Welcome to the Beyond Physical Therapy Podcast. This is the podcast where we talk to physical therapists and other healthcare professionals that have broken away from the pack of everyday clinicians. Learn how to shift your mindset away from traditional PT and healthcare as we interview those that have already found a way to move beyond their day-to-day job. I'm your host, Zach Reggio. Let's dive into today's episode. Hey everybody, welcome. Today we have Dr. Jeremy Sutton on the show, aka The Book Boss. He works full-time as a physical therapist in a hospital-based outpatient clinic. He also helps healthcare professionals and entrepreneurs write and self-publish books to claim authority through his Facebook group, Book Boss Tribe. Thanks for listening. Here's today's episode. So if it's all right with you, I'll just kind of dive right into it. So Jeremy, uh, first off, do you mind just sharing a little bit about yourself with the audience? Yeah, absolutely. So my name is Jeremy Sutton. Uh, you may have heard of me as the servant PT or the book boss, as I've named myself both times. Nobody gave me my nicknames. I gave them to myself. Uh, <laughs> you got to do it sometimes. Um, so I've been a physical therapist for 11 years, mostly worked in outpatient orthopedics. Um, however, I have worked in home health, nursing homes, oh, gosh, pretty much everywhere. Um, I have a wife, Monica, two kids, Molly and Jack. We just celebrated uh, Molly's birthday uh, Friday and or Thursday. And uh, man, I don't know. I like to write books. I like to help people write books. That's me. Very nice. So you're a physical therapist and you work full time? Absolutely, man. I work 40 hours a week right now as a PT at a, a hospital-based outpatient clinic. And then every free minute I get that I'm not spending with my family, I work on Book Boss. Okay, right on. Awesome. So uh, can you tell the listeners a little bit about how you became the book boss and and how you're helping people? Yeah, man. So uh, like I said, I proclaimed myself the book boss. Uh, I guess it's okay to do that. But I had a a neck pain course that I had done. It was about five or six, basically just YouTube videos I had on YouTube. And I was trying to sell that. I had a physical therapy clinic at the time, trying to make some more income, do some online stuff. And I was, I think it was like for $47 and I sold it twice. I sold it once to Will Boyd who helped me set it up on ClickFunnels and, and he bought it to test it. And then I sold it to my wife's cousin whose daughter was having neck pain and the course was $47 and I didn't have the PayPal link set up right. So she only paid 44. So I didn't even get full price by the one person I sold it to really. Um, and so, but I knew this was good information. I was talking to another guy, Mike Chua, who, who's been a PT for a long time. He had written a few books. He's like, Jeremy, you can turn that into a book really quickly. And so that was a Friday night by Sunday at 2 PM. I had my first book published on Amazon and I was like, man, that was pretty easy. So let's see if I can do it again. And so then I did another one and uh, we rewrote the first book of Mark Green and I, another PT friend of mine. Uh, Then I published another book in like one day. And I mean, it just, just kind of started happening. So I just started geeking out on all this self-publishing stuff. I started listening to um, uh, Dave Chesson with Kindlepreneur. I started listening to uh, Chandler Bolt and, and Pat Flynn and all these guys who had self-published and I just started learning and learning and learning and learning. And, but I had a business, I had a podcast and I wanted to do this. And I was like, well, I can't focus on all three. So I kind of just let the book stuff go for a little while, still, still working on it, but not helping anyone really. And, um, kind of focused on the business, but the business was kind of in a slow, uh, let's say a fast, uh, decline down the drain. And so we closed our business 
filed bankruptcy, got sued twice and, uh, started working full time at another clinic. And then and that, that was your physical therapy practice that you were talking about. Yeah. Down the drain. Okay. Yeah. PT practice down the drain. That's a long, 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 long story that uh, we probably don't have time for. <laughs> uh, but, but anyway, um, I kind of took a six month uh, break, Zach. And I, I told my wife, I was like, I'm not going to do anything for six months. I'm just going to spend time with you and the kids. I'm going to work here at this eight, you know, eight to five job treat patients. Don't worry about it. Just kind of pray about it and think about what my next step's going to be. So that was in February and June. So almost six months later, I started um, Book Boss Tribe Facebook group, started Healthy Books LLC. And uh, yeah, man, started focusing on books. Uh, if I'm not doing PT or spending time with the family, uh, today I was writing a funnel for somebody, a script for a funnel, for a book, for a guy or for a project. But anyway, yeah, that's that's it. That's how I did it. Okay. Awesome. And do you, do you help mostly physical therapists or do you help all sorts of people? So the first, I have 57 students in my book boss university course. Um, so I have the book boss tribe Facebook group and there's like 70 videos in there for free. And, um, I think I have 820 people in that group now, but out of the 57 students, I would say probably 45 of them are PTs. The rest are OTs. However, in the last few months, I've been really kind of branching out just to kind of entrepreneur, business owner type. So, I mean, because it works for anybody. It's the same principles, no matter if you're writing a book about shoulder pain or a book about, um, you know, a children's book. I've helped people write children's books. So, yeah, whoever. Pretty impressive. Awesome. Okay, cool. Um, so, I know Greg Todd is a mentor to you. Mm-hmm. Can you just tell me a little bit about how you met Greg and, and how he's influenced your life? Yeah, absolutely. So, um, Greg, first off is an amazing person. I love him. He's like my brother and, uh, I just, I just love the guy. So, um, I knew a, a friend that I'd gone to PT school with that was from Louisiana he, and he lived, uh, he lives where in, uh, North Carolina, close to Aaron LeBauer. And so Aaron LeBauer was doing a, a conference or a, like a, a seminar in uh, San Antonio at CMS that year. And I, I, talked to John, my friend. I was like, Hey, what do you know about Aaron? He's like, Oh, he's a great guy. Sign up for his course. You won't be, you know, sad. So I did, but then I hurt my back really bad. And so like, it was ridiculous doing something I tell people not to do all the time. Uh, so I, I couldn't go, I couldn't even get in a car, like literally was miserable all week. So um, I didn't get to go. And so Aaron gave me a rain check and then he was being interviewed or he was interviewing Greg Todd one day. And I was literally sitting in my truck at a home health patient's house and I sat in the truck the whole time he was interviewing Greg and just listened to him because I had seen Greg's ads and all this stuff. And I was like, I don't, I'm listening to two. I was listening to Paul Goff at the time, Aaron LeBauer, Jared Carter. I was like, I don't need anybody. I'm listening to all these guys. I'm not adding one more person to it. Um, and so I listened to him and like kind of, it's kind of like love at first sight. I don't, I don't really want to say that, but it's really what it was. Cause I was like, Oh, I need to listen to Greg. And so I just really related to him and, and how he did everything. And so he was opening, he was talking about this SSPT live event and I listened to it forever. And, and finally I signed up for his um, SSPT course, online course is at the end. And then he was doing the live event and just like Greg does, he's an amazing salesman. And he reached out to me. He's like, Hey Jeremy, we'd really love for you, for you to be at the event. You're the first person of season four. It would be really nice to have my very first student ever, which was Calvin Randolph. And then my very last, my last student to the, at that point was me come to the event. And I was like, ah, you know, he hooked me. And so I told my wife, I was like, Hey, it's kind of like if I got a chance to meet Nolan Ryan, Cal Ripken Jr. And I don't know whoever I told her Kinger, she didn't know who any of these people were. So I was kind of like, if I was a huge baseball fan, I got to meet these guys. This is what it'd be like. And she's like, okay, whatever, go ahead. So I went and, uh, I ended up getting in this very first mastermind ever. And 
I mean, the rest is just, I mean, he started me on this path that I'm on and, you know, I love the guy and I, I've, I owe him a lot. Yeah. Yeah. He seems like a really, uh, kind of larger than life person, you know, like big yeah. heart kind of guy. Right. Yeah. He has a really big heart. He's very much larger than life. Um, but you know, in person, he's very humble and he's very um, down to earth and, and loves his family has some of the very same values and, and morals that I do. So, um, just a great guy. Okay. Awesome. So I know you said that, you know, kind of through him is, is how you got started in this current business that you're, you're doing, but starting at this business, was there like a large amount of capital that you had put down? Was there a lot that you had to put into it? No, absolutely not. So, I mean, I think the LLC cost me $120, something like that. I don't know. I don't remember what it is in Louisiana. It's not very expensive. Um, and so my first online course that I ever did was called creation or create 101, something like that, where I just showed people how to create the, the idea of a book basically. And I had like 22 students. It was $47. I made like $1,300 and I thought I was rich because I'd never made any money online whatsoever. Like I'd never created something and sold it minus the book, you know, but that was, that seemed very small compared to this. And so I hosted, I had a website. I still have the website on Weebly and I don't know, I think it's like $27 a month. And I hosted the course there and my course is still hosted there. And, and now it's up to uh, $1,500 and I had a $10,000 launch uh, earlier this year. And um, <laughs> it's, I'm not now, now I, I will tell you, I have coaching. Like I pay Alex Ingar and Will Boy to coach me. And so yeah. that's, that's an expense, but I don't, I mean, I don't have to spend that money. I choose to, because they're amazing and they get me from, you know, where I am now to where I want to be a lot quicker than I do on my own. But, um, Zach really, you know, less than a hundred dollars a month is what I was spending early. Wow. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. I love Will and Alex too. I actually just got Will to agree to come on the show, which I'm awesome. super pumped about. <laughs> yeah. He's uh, phenomenal. Yeah. Yeah. They're both great. I, I can't say enough good things about them, but, uh, okay. So awesome. It didn't cost you a lot to get this started up and it was a, probably a nice change of pace from like your other business, which was, you know, I, I'm assuming like an outpatient physical therapy business, which is probably a lot of overhead, right? Yeah. So, um, to really not to go into too many, too much detail, cause I could talk forever, but like the business that I bought, I bought a business, which was my first mistake. And I don't ever buy a business. I would, <laughs> I will never, I hate to say never because God always comes back and slaps you in the face and says, I remember that time you said never watch this. Um, but, um, I don't feel like I'll ever buy another business from anyone, but that was huge. Like it was a ton of money, several hundred thousand dollars up front. And then it was, um, several thousand dollars a month overhead and it just didn't work. And it was a life experience. And I feel like I'm better for it now, even though I didn't feel like that last year and certainly not the year before. And my wife still doesn't feel that way. But um, yeah, man, it was, it was, I never want to have another PT clinic. I don't, I didn't enjoy the lifestyle. I didn't enjoy coming home and, and like worrying all night about things and going on vacation and worrying and working all the time. I just, I, I work a lot now, but it's, um, it's for a different reason and it's, it's different motivation if that makes sense like it's not to to just make it it's to to make something amazing and to touch people's lives okay yeah great so tell me what uh, a busy day looks like for you um helping people in the book boss tribe yeah 
I'll, I'll just tell you what today looked like and it'll, okay. it'll show you. So, um, so I worked eight to four 30 in the PT clinic. Um, I, I have my schedule open at seven 30, 12, 12 30 and four 30 to take phone calls. And so today I had a phone call at 12, 12 30 and four 30. Then I came home, you know, from here to the house, I was on a call with, with somebody needing help with a book. Uh, and then, I wrote copy for a funnel for a sales funnel for somebody who's paying me to do that. And then I ran and then I took a shower and then I'm on the phone with you. And now typically Zach, my kids are home when I get home. So I get home about five every day, hang out with my wife and kids. We put them to bed between seven and eight. And then from eight on, I'm usually sitting on the couch working on something, hanging out with my wife. Yeah. That's pretty much it. I mean, how I spend my days and the weekends, I try not to do too much, but but sometimes I, I work. I, I really enjoy working. I would really work 24-7 if I didn't have a family. I'm glad I have a family. I don't want to change trade them for work, but I do love working. Yeah. Yeah. No, I hear you. They keep you on track, right? Yeah, absolutely. Okay. So um, what do you think are some of the biggest reasons that you found people have such a hard time writing their first book and also starting their first businesses? Yeah. So I think one is, is people are just scared. Um, scared of failure, scared of success, scared that people aren't going to approve of what they do, or, you know, just whatever reason. Fear, fear is a paralyzer. It, it just stops you in your tracks and, and you really just have to move forward and, and and do things that you want. Like I watched my son jump off a diving board last week and I know he was scared and he did it anyway. And I got a picture mid mid picture and I even posted on Facebook or my wife took it. But anyway, um, you know, we can't let fear stop us. So I would say that's the number one thing. And then the second thing is time or time management. Rather, we all have plenty of time to do whatever we want throughout the day, but we don't manage our time well. So, you know, today I've been, a, I've done a very good job of managing time today because I had um, three phone, four, three phone calls and a podcast and, and just different and work and all this stuff. But, you know, sometimes I can get sucked into Netflix Saturday and Sunday, my wife, my kids, my daughter had a sleepover Friday night. So um, Saturday they went somewhere else for a few hours. So I was home by myself for four hours. I rented two movies on Amazon. I can't tell you the last <laughs> time I rented a movie because we have all these streaming things. And I watched four hours of Underworld, like this movie out of, you know, nice. about like the yeah, yeah, vampire. Yeah, the vampire like, you know, yeah it's so stupid. <laughs> like I wasted four hours of my weekend watching a movie, but that's what I wanted to do. But that's what a lot of us do all the time. Like we're just like, well, I don't have any time. Well, you watched 17 episodes of The Office last night. You've yeah. had plenty of time. You just <laughs> you didn't manage it well. So I would say fear and time management are the two biggest things. And then where I see people get hung up once they start the process is outlining the book. Once we get the book outlined, then it everything flows really quickly after that. It's just getting what who do you want to say it to and what do you want to say to them? Okay, got it. Yeah, I, I was listening to another one of your podcasts. Um, I think it was with Alex and yeah. To, to kind of quote you, you were saying that, you know, like at what point does someone consider you're an expert? You know, this, does the APTA call you and say, all right, oh, you're yeah. now an expert, right? So I think that's a big thing too, is that people have this like fear that like they're not good enough, they're not experts, and therefore they can't write about stuff, correct? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, an expert. <clears throat> so how many episodes are you on your podcast right now, Zach? Uh, this is up to my fifth episode. Okay. So we'll just say, for instance, I've already recorded and I have about 200 episodes of pod, of the three podcasts that I have. Wow. And so like, I'm a podcast expert to you right now. Yeah. I'm really not. I'm really not. But I could be. I mean, I can call myself that. I can say, I've done 200 episodes. Well, let me show you how to edit this. Let me show you how to do this. Let me help you how to interview people. Mm -hmm. Like you can do that because you really just have to be one step ahead of people to be considered an expert. If you can just, if that step 
is how do I, you know, if you're a, an Olympic athlete and I know the step that gets me a gold medal, well, you know everything else, but I know how to get to the gold medal. So then I am an expert to you. You know, if, if I can teach you to feed yourself and you can't do it, I'm an expert. So it's very simple, very simple. And you get to decide that, not, not Sharon Dunn. I'm, I love Sharon. She's, she's right here close to me. We're in Shreveport, Louisiana. <laughs> um, I love the, you know, the ABTA, the whoever. It doesn't matter. You don't have to wait for somebody to give you permission to do anything. That's what I saw. I told somebody this week, this is America. I can do what I want. <laughs> and we have that freedom. So do it. Yeah. Awesome. Okay. Thank you. Um, so what habits or routines do you think have been instrumental in your ability to start uh, the book boss tribe and, and kind of keep it going? I think routines, like, to be honest, Zach, I'm not going to get on here and lie to you. Like routines are hard for me. I don't, I don't like routines. I don't like to keep things. I, I don't put my keys in the same place every day when I get home. It's like, it's, I mean, I'm just not a routine person. Um, but I will say that I've, I've started doing more routines, um, in the last year than I ever have. But the second thing I will say is just, uh, just not giving up. Like I have had failure after failure after failure. after. I mean, we fought, we filed bankruptcy, which I thought I would never do. Like I've never had, um, you know, I grew up with no money. Like my parents worked hard, but we just didn't have a lot. We were super happy, but we just didn't have a lot of things. But my wife and I have always been financially responsible. But when you have a business and there's thousands and thousands of dollars overhead and all this stuff, like things kind of take on their own path. And then we got sued twice. And it's like, man, what else? Like literally got out of the shower one morning and was, Hey, you've been sued by so-and-so. And I was like, Oh, that's awesome. Literally got out of the shower another morning and Hey, you're being sued by so-and-so. I was like, Oh, that's awesome. So, I mean, those are the things that suck, but I just didn't stop. Like, you know, I have a wife and I have two kids. I had somebody ask me at um, SSPT live last year, Hey, what are you going to do now that you filed bankruptcy, you've been sued, you close your business? I was like, uh, keep living. Like I've only, I was only 37 at the time. Like I have two kids They're They're not giving up just because dad failed a couple of times. Like I gotta, I gotta show them that life is more, to, there's more to life than just, Oh, well, I didn't make it. Let's give up. Let's do something else. So just, just keep trying, keep moving forward. I think that's been my number one thing um, in my entire life, but especially in the last few years, it's just not giving up. Yeah, no, I, I agree. That's uh I feel similar to that where like, I'm always just trying to do more and more and more each day, you know, trying to do something else. If that doesn't work, I'm trying something else. So I really appreciate that, that you have a, you know, it shows you have a really good work ethic and nothing's going to keep you down. So awesome. <laughs> Thank you. Sir. Um, so what are some interesting projects or books that you're working on right now? Oh, they're top secret, man. <laughs> oh, you can't <laughs> no, tell anyone. No, I'm just, kidding. I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. Um, so I do have a book that um, I'll be writing. I was going to have it done in September, but there's just been, there's just other things that are more important to my life and my business than me writing this book just to have. I, I am going to write a book that's uh, self-publishing uh, secrets, basically. Um, that may be the title. I don't know, but uh, it'll be basically my course and, you know, expanded upon in a, you know, 150 to 300 page book, just because not everybody's going to pay $1,500 to, to get in a course. And I want to be able to help people. And if I can give them a $10 book or, or whatever, it does a couple of things. One, it, it continues to serve people that I may never speak to or see. And two, it, it introduces people to my business and helps me grow trust with them. So, um, you know, you see that with any of the online marketers, they have a book usually free plus shipping and handling and, and, um, you know, I have several books I can use that, but I really want to do that. You know, right now I'm really trying to grow my, uh, done for you services 
And so like, I'm going to continue to have the course. I'm probably going to launch it again next week. I haven't decided a hundred percent yet, but it's looking like probably next Friday I'll launch it again. And this will be the fourth time. And then, but just really looking at trying to help people that, you know, have a business and, and maybe have like, like you with your podcast, so you get to 50 episodes where well, you'll have a freaking book already written. Let's just take your podcast episodes. We'll turn it into a book. And so I'll, I'm reaching out to people like that and say, Hey, Zach, um, I see you've been, you know, putting content on Instagram, Facebook, LinkedIn every day for the last five years. I'd love to turn that into a book for you. You know, what do you think? And, you know, so that's, that's really what I've been working on a lot now and focusing on is, less writing for me and more helping my students that I already have right. And then reaching out and getting other people that are going to pay to do, you know, done for you services. Okay, cool. And uh, each time you launch the course, do you feel like there's a lot of upkeep to it? Does it change a lot from course to course or no? Well, I will say it's kind of evolved. So I've done um, the first time I did it, was just like the creation 101. It was just really like a six week thing. I just taught it on Facebook um, or Zoom. I can't remember. And, um, you know, nothing crazy, no, no phone calls, nothing like that. The next time I launched the course and that little course was like module one, but that time I did um, a weekly teaching. I've done that the last two times. The next time I do it, I'm not going to teach weekly because I found that it really has not been that important for me to get on the get and do this live thing once a week. Like people are, if they're bought in, they're bought in. If they're going to work on it, they are. If they're not, they're not. It, it doesn't matter the live um, teaching component to it. What I have found has been the biggest thing is me getting on the phone with people and me helping them get their outline done. And so that's really now that this next launch, that's what I'm going to be saying. Like, look, you have one mandatory phone call with me to set up your outline. And then after that, it's however many phone calls you need or zoom calls or whatever, but there's zero live teaching. So really I'll, well, I'll take that back. There'll be like a bi-monthly. So twice a month, I'll do a question and answer for like 45 minutes. So, um, whereas I was doing an hour each week for seven to eight, for eight weeks. So eight hours now it'll be, you know, two hours a month at the most. So yeah, that doesn't sound too bad. It's, it's not. I mean, it's pretty much, uh, you know, it's pretty much on autopilot as far as, you know, I have the process down of launching and, and it's working. And so, yeah, it's, it's not much upkeep keep at all. I make more money doing that than I will work in as a PT. Yeah, I, uh, that's, that's why I'm talking to you. I want to learn all your secrets. <laughs> <laughs> so um, just one last question. Do you have any advice or words of wisdom for future PTs or healthcare professionals in general that are looking to start their own business? Yeah. You know, find something that you enjoy doing. I won't say, I, I really don't like the phrase, if you find something you love, you'll never work a day in your life because I mean, sometimes you just have to work hard. <laughs> so um, there are definitely days that I work hard, but just find something that you really enjoy. And if you find that it's not what you thought it was going to be, don't worry about it. Just, just change because I, so I love physical therapy, Zach. I've been a PT for 11 years. I, I'm, I'll be 39 this year. And I've been involved in physical therapy for night since I was 19. So for 20 years, I've been involved in physical therapy, either as a tech or, or something, you know? And so I, I love this profession, but after 20 years, I'm finding that I like writing books and I love writing books a lot more. And I love talking to you a lot more than I love treating patients. And, and I love educating people more than I love treating patients. And so I still value and love and hold dearly those personal connections that you make with as a PT treating people. But I like that more than the actual treating part. I'm good at the treating, but I like the, the connections more. 
And I had to, I really struggled with that for a few months, probably six months, to be honest with you. And I was like, you know, I spent my whole life doing this. I still have a ton of student loans that I need to pay off, but it's okay to pivot. If you find something that you enjoy more and you can make a living doing that, and it doesn't hurt your family and uh, your faith and all that stuff, then just let that other thing go. And it, it's okay. Maybe that's a bigger blessing and a, and a bigger, maybe you play a bigger role in the world doing this new thing that you didn't even know you were going to do. So I would, I would just say that, like, don't be afraid to pivot and, and be like, Hey, this it's okay to go a different direction. Okay. Awesome. Yeah. That's great advice. Thank you so much, Jeremy. Um, I really do appreciate you coming on the Beyond Physical Therapy podcast. If you could, please just let everyone know where they can reach out to you, where they can find you, you know, where on Facebook they can find you. Absolutely. So Jeremy Sutton on Facebook, the book boss on Instagram. And I think I'm still on Twitter. I hate Twitter. Um, (laughs) Book boss tribe on Facebook. My cell phone number is 318-278-0330. Call me if you have a book question. I'll be glad to talk to you about it. Yeah. If you can't find me, you're not looking. (laughs) (laughs) I like that, that quote. That's like, uh, it's almost like the Ricky Bobby. If you ain't first, you're last. That's right. That's right. That's right. (laughs) Healthy, healthybooks.net is my website. I guess I should give that healthybooks.net. Okay. Awesome. Yeah. I'll link it in the uh, show notes. Perfect. Thanks Zach. Oh no. Thank you, Jeremy. Awesome. Thanks guys for listening to the episode. If you're interested in making your own podcast and you're just not sure where to start, check out my website, ZachRiggioMarketing.com below in the show notes or reach out to me directly on Facebook so we can get your podcast off the ground. Don't forget to subscribe so you can catch next week's episode.